Synergy 23 with Kevin the Beast B. Cloth coming to you live from the Boogie Down Bronx. And tonight, again, we have a double whammy on the Throwback Thursday at the eight and a half block. We have none other than the Royal Minx. We have Lori and Corey. Uh, they were supposed to be here last week, uh, but uh, we had some unforeseen uh, circumstances and, well, got them in. And then Brian Clayton is doing a repeat uh, coming on a little bit later, talking about some more new music and the Green River Band, as well as a few songs that ended up on the soundtrack for the movie The Big Sick. And again, I want to welcome all my listeners. Hey there, Hank Poetry and everybody else. And Mr. Robert James. Sunny Sun. Again, thank you for tuning in. I want to thank my sponsors, Tuck Tech, the foldable, collapsible kayaks with their coffee. Do check out Tuck Tech and Thomas Gun Miniatures, as well as Tougher Than Tom's. If you want to get rid of those mosquitoes and those pesky pests and those dirty, nasty rodents, do check out Tougher Than Tom's and use code KEVIN20 to get 20% off on all their merch. You can also find them on Amazon, as well as some of my stuff on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Walmart, and Lulu.com and Books A Million. You can find it on all the four major socials, Thread, X, Instagram, as well as Facebook. And do check out my link tree for all those other fun things like Podstars and Cameo. Uh, coming up next week for October, I'll be doing a week of free, free, free cameos. Um, the only reason I'm going to do it is you've got to leave some good five-star reviews. And I can even give you a gift back. Free DMs with me on Cameo. Oh, my God. But right now, we have none other than... Royal Minks and their single that just dropped a few weeks ago. And if some of you listened in uh, last week, we played it here live. Beehive. Also, they are performing here in NYC at the NYBG at the New York Botanical Gardens here in the Boogie Down Bronx. This Saturday, the 30th, they go on at 1.30 p.m. Make it there because there's going to be some great fun stuff going on. I am telling you, it is worth it and a great venue. And now here's Beehive with the Royal Mix. Folks, welcome back, all my kittens and kitties. This is Synergy 23 coming to you live from the Boogie Down Bronx with Kevin the Beast Beefloth. And we have live Laurie and Corey of the Royal Minx. What is going on, guys? Hey, how y'all doing? Hey, how y'all doing? <laughs> Hey, welcome aboard, guys. I won't keep you. And again, I just want to say thank you for um, coming on tonight. And um, sorry about last week. No, no, no. You guys are worth it. And uh, it's kind of funny, too, because we have someone calling in later on this evening. Uh, Your fill-in drummer is none other than Brian Clayton. Wow. (laughs) So we're going to jump right in. Um, we're going to talk about Beehive because we just played that. That's the third time I've played this. Uh, no, thank you guys. And um, so we're going to jump right into the questions. Um, with Beehive, we'll start with that first since it's current. How long did that take you guys to come up with the concept? And then 
How long did that take you to go to recording and then doing all those fun, fun videos you did promoting it? Yeah, those videos are so fun. They're like a, a dream come true, actually. Um, well, Beehive kind of was written really quickly, uh, like rapid fire during COVID. Um, my sibling and I one day were in our basement and we love like bitchy, queer, campy horror films and like Dawnbreaker <laughs> and Heathers and like those type of like really tatty type things. And I, you know, we were all separated. Like Laura, we, you know, the band, I had moved back to Massachusetts, so we were all separated. And um, then I was living in an RV and I was getting ready to come to New York to reunite with the band and record some songs that we had worked on. And I pitched to them Beehive and we really came up with all of our parts like in a, an hour. What? Yeah, it was one of those. Yeah, yeah wow. I, and I had most of the the lyrics all penned out and um, just told them the chord progressions and had all the lyrics and the content. Everybody loved it. And we, yeah, like we had two rehearsals. I pitched it to them one night and then the next day it was like a full-fledged song. We were in the recording studio a day later and that was actually the best one that we recorded that day. thing is that with all of our guests so far they've all had a similar story which is kind of interesting that all of you um the, the five uh, up to date have all had similar stuff they either had it done and they said they go in the studio and bing bong boom um there you are and it turns out like your first or second one is the the best one so it really was now, Lord, how, how involved were you in, in uh, with the instrumentation and um, the rest of the um, music? Or did, Corey, did you do everything and then just everybody kind of like just fell into place? For Beehive? Or yes, for Beehive, for Beehive. For, Be for Beehive, it was pretty much completed, like lyrically and uh, the chord progressions. Maybe there's like a couple minor tweaks that the band's really playing, but like all that keyboard stuff, like I couldn't tell more how to play that. Like Laura just knows what to do. Wow. Well, Corey's kind of the mastermind of like coming up with a chord progression, coming up with a story, creating like a fantasy, a visual, something that, you know, everyone can kind of latch onto and then create their own part to kind of go along with it so okay. he came in with the beehive thing you know talked about the, the movies that influenced it he really painted a picture and all of us musicians just got to work like coming up with parts and it all fell together really quickly interesting now one of the things i've noticed about uh your band um all female heavy with uh, the male lead singer is that just something that happened by choice or was that by accident we definitely shifted and pushed it into a choice. I, it, it, it is a better working environment. Um, right on. It, it seems like them presenting people are uh, easier to work with. The communication is always there. The, the just work collaboration process is it's so easy because everyone can pitch their idea and bring something to the table that somebody else might not be able to and it's all easy crazy beautiful cover girl <laughs> feeling it's great nice so now 
interesting you bring that up um bedpan fight um has a, a female member and they, they mentioned that as well even though they're punk um not the same genre as as you guys but they all mentioned that in the same way and the fact that they made it very clear that it, it's got to be fun when it becomes too much work then it's like for the the one drummer he said he, he would never do it again um, but he said he's been fortunate and same with uh, Adrian who's uh, with the band too said the same thing like it's a better working environment and everything comes together just like you guys so now it's it shows in the music it hears in the music and seeing you guys live already like you're having fun fun yeah. fun fun and oh yeah now with that fun though on the serious side when you're shooting your videos like is it you again Corey or is it the, the rest of the team that comes up with the content because I noticed Lori a lot has a lot of the the like especially for Beehive and the PR she's got the megaphone and everything and, and a lot of the focus is on her and then this time around you're doing um, uh, your drag which was great yeah. because I didn't I didn't even recognize you at first I was like who's that other girl <laughs> I was like, who's this other girl when they had somebody? It's me. Yeah. We all have we all have so many colors and like especially with gender, just to mess around with that and play with that and uh, what that looks like on film. Like our our, our big uh, visual inspiration is John Waters. Like I've yes. been a huge fan for so long. And, and Laura also, like, just understand Laura's been working in the film industry for a little bit. And I think with both of, like, I just have to always have quite a very specific, campy aesthetic. Um, the one best dressed in high school, actually. If I can pronounce that, you know, we're not. Um, so, so with that, the amount of cinema that I consume, and Laura's love for cinema, and also like very colorful mind and all these contacts and the networking that she's done we were able to finally bring something to life that's like ours it's paying homage to so many things we love and that are inspiring to us yep. and yeah it, it really just comes together and I, I only hope to put more things out soon and like fast because our ideas are like bountiful no you, you guys said some something unique. You said from a visual inspiration, and, and John Waters, who I kind of see your stuff fitting in very well. Um, and for the music side, though, do you do you see yourself along the lines with the psychedelic furs or Oingo Boingo or or, or um, do you like like tramp B-52s, like, queer, yes. campy, like, party rock type bands. Like, you're having a good time. It sounds like something that is so classic and so, like, iconic. And it's all very much, like, Americana, but with this, like, maybe naughty or queer lens on it. Kind yes. of like what John Waters does. Kind yes. of like what Andy Warhol does. It's like, yes. here's the tomato soup can, but here's it all tricked out, like, pop art. That's what <laughs> I want to do. Nice. That's what we want to do with our music. Now, this is to Lori. Um, a couple questions about two of your songs, Honey and Jameson. Were you the one that wrote those? Am I correct? Or, or is that Corey again? Um, Jameson 
what he co-wrote, but again, Corey did present, like, the original chord structure, and then, you know, we would, this was, that song is one of the first songs we ever really worked on together, and he just had kind of chords at the moment, and we would sit with, like, notebooks and cigarettes and wine, like, on, you know, our Brooklyn (laughs) patio, and just come up with lyric ideas, just talking about, like, I don't know, music and movies we like, talking about Andy Warhol, talking about um, stories, and just eventually when things would click, we'd write them down, write them down, write them down, and whittle away the lyrics that finally became the lyrics that they are today. So how often do you guys get together uh, and, and do this? Well, we used to get together. We go way back. <laughs> yeah, we used to get together very often, like maybe three times a week. Um, wow. I think at the yeah, we, we were getting together pretty pretty often, and then COVID happened, and that kind of split everything up, but luckily we had done a lot of the work, like a lot of these songs were fully fleshed out, and then when we came back all together after COVID, we really were like, let's pull our bootstraps up, because that was just taken from us, so let's come in hot and heavy with how serious we're taking this thing. Yeah, no, I... I, I can understand that, and, and that's going to lead me into the next question. And it sounds like you guys have been approaching the the, the music changes due to COVID pretty well. Um, but we recorded everything like most like are you through? We recorded that all separately. Um, like vocalists were in. Cam- I was in a living in a camper. Like I did all my vocals in a camper. We went back and recorded the beginnings. You're like, yeah, we we just taking it as it comes. Yeah, I, I, now I'm going to, because that's the next song that's coming up after we're done. So now I'm going to listen to that now in, in, from a different perspective. That, that's, I mean, listen, technology has changed a lot of things, but at the same time, like, traditional way of doing things is kind of gone away, but it hasn't. But you guys seem, out of a lot of them, been able to adapt very well and adjust and, and really explode because now this is going to lead us to the, the next two questions now what is next for you guys is there an album coming up because with the prior guests everybody has everything coming out in 2024 except for one they said possibly uh, during the holidays but now for you guys is this all amassing to an album or a, a CD drop or a uh, you know, a lot of our listeners know they can hear your stuff on um, YouTube Music, Spotify, uh, Apple iTunes, where I've purchased all your stuff, which I, I think is great. That's a way of Thank you, thank you. No, I, I suggest everybody do that because it helps you guys. Um, yeah, I mean, we don't make much money from sales, and it sucks because you pour so much money into it yep. as indie artists. So every little, like, every stream on Spotify, like, as many as you can, any purchase, like, it, it's sweet and helpful, but it doesn't pay for what we pour into it. With that being said, we have two singles that we'll release before 2024 with the first album um, in 2024. Wow. Yeah, we're already working on a second, so... Oh, my listeners, did you hear that? So you got some stuff to look forward to pre-2021, yeah. a couple more singles. Now, is this next single coming up before Halloween or after? No, no, after. Okay. The video, Beehive, full video will be out before Halloween. Awesome. Cannot wait for that. Now, since you guys missed last week and this week, you're going to get a double whammy. 
Uh, we do this thing on the show in the format. It's uh, called the Beast Question of the Week. And let me tell you, the audience has loved it, and so have the artists, because they're unique questions tailored to the artist, and it changes every week. So the question last week is, are you looking for something you cannot have? Who came up with that question? <laughs> I get everything I want. I get everything I want. <laughs> everything I want. No, no, that's not true. No, yeah. Nice. I'm not looking for anything I can't have. I can have it all. Nice. Yeah. Hell yeah. There you go. So now the next question, and um, Sean Parsons uh, was the, the in the uh, gunner's seat, and uh, I wish I had cameras rolling on it because his reaction and his uh, being visceral about it was really cool, and, and he picked up on it. So I want to see if you guys got this. So the next beast question of the week this week is, what is your heavy coat? Explain, please. Okay. No, your heavy coat is like, for good example, we'll go back to Sean Parsons. For him, it was comparing to others. Oh, like your inner saboteur. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, that, I guess that's an easy one to fess up to because it's like with social media and with like so much work goes into putting yourself out there and marketing yourself when you're an indie artist that like yeah when you see and I'm very happy for the other indie artists that I see like thriving and whatever that, that's all great but then you do get that moment of like oh god they're here and we're just like here like why can't we yeah. I guess that would be that would probably be yeah I guess I don't like a light jacket <laughs> <laughs> I knew she would do that. I knew she would do that. <laughs> Come on, I, I knew she would do that. She'll always keep it on, on guard. But, you know, that, oh, yeah. But that's why you guys work. Um, and again, I want to thank you guys for your time and hope you enjoyed this because uh, I'll take pictures of it. Voice after Kevin Love. Oh. <laughs> um, good at that. Don't uh, thank me. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll build Paula. <laughs> And that, that lovely crafty table. But um, it was amazing having you guys. And I'll definitely send you some pictures of the uh, chat room because it's popping right now. And uh, it, it's... It's popping. Yeah, well, it, the people like hearing the, the, the process of what artists go through. And the fact that all of you so far have been very candid and glib and, and straight out of the gate about your craft and, and one thing I think my other guests liked is that I'm, I keep it current I don't care about the past for you is important but for me I want to know now and what's going to go forward and right. um, I think that's that's more important because in this day and age to get people's attention it's a fucking pain in the ass and it, it, yes. and it, Anything that you lost my attention. What? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, trust me, Brian. Brian is going to be a, a treat at nine o'clock. <laughs> I'll be no, no, oh, over yeah, here, Brian. But yeah, so it, it, it's hard to get the, the, the people's attention. But listen, you guys got it, and I, I really want to see more. I want to see more music videos. And I would love nothing other to see you guys working with John Waters. I I, I see that. Awesome. Oh, I see that. Please. 
I mean, I even have some camping scripts lying around that your stuff would fit. It, it just, it just works. And the fact that my seven-year-old, you know, loves it, and it was just an awesome guys. Love us. <laughs> love us. But you got it. You guys got it. <laughs> All right. Anyway, folks, this, the, yes, don't forget to see them, folks, live this Saturday at the New York Botanical Gardens, 1.30 p.m. And we have coming up next, Are You Through? from the Royal Minks. Thank you, guys. Have a great, great night. Hi, thanks for listening. Folks, you crazy cats and kittens, this is Kevin the Beast Beat Cloth coming to you live from Synergy 23 from the Boogie Down Bronx. That was Oingy Boingo, Weird Science, and right before that, we heard one of their other songs, uh, Dead Man's Party, uh, both uh, featured on prominent soundtracks. A um, couple of interesting things about uh, Weird Science. Uh, that actual track you heard is the extended real version. It was six minutes uh, for the film uh, soundtrack. They cut it down to about two and a half. Um, as the way Hollywood likes to do things. But right now, we got a repeat guest. None other than Mr. Brian Clayton of the Green River Band and the Eagles Tribute Brand. What is going on, Brian? Hey, hey, Ken, happy Thursday. How are you, pal? Yes, happy Thursday, Thursday. Um, this time you're you're staying with us a little bit longer than the last time. We just had some of your uh, compadres from the Royal Mix on, and they wanted to say hi and uh, love uh, when you fill in and play drums for them. And speaking of drums, um, uh, I wanted to ask you a question we didn't get around to it last week. So, what is more difficult for you, doing a tribute band or doing your all-own original work? You know, Kevin, that's an awesome question, and I gotta tell you, uh, being in Winslow, the Eagles tribute band, that is a lot more difficult than playing my own, uh, my own stuff. Why do you say that? And, uh, you know, we, we, we try to emulate the Eagles the best, uh, the best that we can, so... You know, some of the Eagles' parts are very challenging, and, you know, I play drums in that band, and to play drums and sing, you know, it's tough to throw out. Yeah, I, I, can, I can see that, and, and I can see also the fact that people are comparing you guys to the actual band, so I think maybe uh, the, the criticism is, is at a higher level, um, mistakes or making sure that you guys play the songs the way that people know it. Yeah, and you know, honestly, uh, you gotta know the words. If you if you screw the words, man, then you know, they know it. You know, you know, they, you know, it's my original material. I can make it up as I go along. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's true. I mean, you, you know your own work, but when you're playing someone else's work, um, I know that critical eye is is uh, locked in and zeroed in. So it yeah. does make make that level of difficulty a little harder. Now, are you guys? Um, Still on the road. No, we, we just actually finished off the group. We, we, had, we had a really great summer, Kev. You know, coming into the fall, uh, we backed up we backed up our schedule a bit. You know, we, we have some theaters coming up. We had a really big show in November. We were going to be doing the Hotel California show from beginning to end. Um, you know, that, that, that's going to be great. That's in Vanilla, New Jersey on Saturday, November 4th. So uh, we'll, we'll send you the, the ticket link and maybe we get some of your people down there and come and check out the band. Oh, yeah, that 
original music last week we played uh, one of your songs that was featured in the film uh, The Big Sick Uh, now that's also on one of the albums that you did with the uh, Green River Band are you guys coming up with anything new yeah well here's the thing you know a lot of the music industry has changed you know people aren't necessarily releasing CDs you know and when I started doing the country music back in the late you know the late 90s is when I started Uh, country music really wasn't that popular at the time you know so I my first album was an EP what they call extended play and that that was actually the name of the the first CD it only had about six songs on it Uh, it's just enough to get you know people people interested in what type of sound we had but you know now Kim people are releasing digital singles yes that's what we just talked about that with the Royal Minks as well as um, you're familiar with my buddy uh, Sean Parsons who we had on as a guest last night and um, that's one of the routes that he's going and then versus you know my my heavy hitter that was last week Steve Conti who does everything more traditionally he has like the studio they do the stuff then they go to the final printing of the vinyl and then they do vinyls even though he does have a lot of digital but he has straight to record 45 he still does it uh, a lot of that stuff is coming back Jeff. you know vinyl sales increased extremely oh my god yes yeah yeah they, they, they've tripled and quadrupled and uh, I'm not sure uh, why that is and where we're going with that I think it has a lot to do with uh, you know just people wanting to have merchandise in their hand you know yeah, I mean, well, it's listen. It's the same thing in in the um, uh, entertainment business with film and television, and and you know everything that used to be on VHS, and Beta, Laserdisc, CD, and then now digital. But you know, it, it's you know, but there's something to be said about celluloid and vinyl. You know, listen, I have an antique crank up RCA record player. Uh, that I restored and, and she works like a charm playing the heavy duty 78s that you can beam someone in the skull with. <laughs> but now let's talk about uh, one of the songs that we're going to be playing tonight. Uh, we're going to play some different stuff because they heard uh, your song last week from the film uh, The Big Set. Uh, let's talk about bikinis and tequila. I mean, the title says it all, but oh my god so you know the story there is a story <laughs> who doesn't have to talk about the story fuck yeah dude this is, this is your platform it's all you made let me tell you so this is long I wrote about an ex-girlfriend uh, and uh she 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 came up with the title Bikinis and Tequila when I when I invited her down to my house uh down the shore down Jersey Shore um and the song actually took about six months to write because a, a, the woman was for a great woman. She's actually a nurse. And uh, she she had a lot of just issues that would come up in her life. Uh, and whenever she had a dramatic in, in, you know, incident, I wrote another verse. <laughs> so, you know, there's something about, you know, you can crash in my car. And that was, that was her daughter hitting he had a freaking tree where all of them. Oh. You know, and there were things about dogs, because she had this really big dog that she liked, you know, and, uh, and she always wanted a big house, you know, and, and so 